Welcome back to episode number two of Mainstreaming the Facts. Today we're going to talk about hydroxychloroquine. Is it an effective treatment for COVID-19 or is it just a great scam of the highest order? Let's find out. Hydroxychloroquine, a medication that has been approved in the USA since 1955. It's used to prevent and treat malaria, arthritis, lupus, and in 2017 there were 5 million prescriptions of hydroxychloroquine in the USA. It's on the World Health Organization's list of essential medicines, which is a list of the safest and most effective medicines needed in a health system. Pretty legit, long history, verified, safe drug. It's very inexpensive as well. A uh, general dose is about 200 milligrams, and that costs between $2 to $12. And like many medicines, hydroxychloroquine is a synthetic derivative of a naturally occurring compound called quinine. Quinine comes from the cinchona tree, and it's found in grapefruit peel. And if you've ever had tonic water, then you've had quinine. So pretty safe if it's in all tonic waters, although, of course, dosage is different. So like most drugs, there's a long list of very scary side effects that do happen sometimes, rarely though, and mostly it's safe, but all drugs have side effects. And if a drug does not have a side effect, then it's probably a food and not a drug. There was an article published in 2005 in scientific journals, and it was labeled, chloroquine is a potent inhibitor of SARS coronavirus infection and spread. Their conclusion was chloroquine is effective in preventing the spread of SARS-CoV-2 in cell culture. Favorable inhibition of virus spread was observed when the cells were either treated with chloroquine prior to or after SARS-CoV-2 infection. So it's good as a prophylaxis or as a treatment. So that was discovered 2005. And then in 2004, there was another scientific uh, article. They discovered uh, zinc can efficiently impair the replication of a variety of RNA viruses. And COVID-19 is an RNA virus. There was another uh, scientific article that concluded that low zinc levels are associated with a high risk factor for pneumonia in the elderly. And low zinc is also associated with lymphopenia which is low lymphocytes. Lymphocytes are a type of white blood cell. If you have lymphopenia, your immune system is compromised and you are gonna be more susceptible to all infections, diseases, pathogens, including coronavirus. And then lastly, all these are part of the general treatment for COVID-19 that we're going to be examining. And this is azithromycin, which is a broad spectrum antibiotic with known antiviral properties. All right, so that's the basic treatment. And these are all these were all proven years ago to have antiviral qualities, to have effective um, results against coronavirus. Dr. Vladimir Zelenko. He's an Orthodox Jew. He's a family practitioner. He treated mostly Hasidic patients. And to date, he says that he has treated 1,450 patients with a 99.9% .9 success rate. He treated these patients with hydroxychloroquine, 200 milligrams twice a day for five days, uh, azithromycin, the antibiotic, 500 milligrams once a day for five days, and then zinc sulfate, 
220 milligrams once a day for five days. That was his treatment. He said it cost about $20 to treat people like this. He treated 1,450. 405 of them were very high risk. Uh, two died. Four were intubated on a respirator and five were admitted to the hospital. So that gives him a 99.9% .9 success rate of treating people with this, with, with COVID-19. And his theory was that the hydroxychloroquine, though it does have antiviral properties, its main role is to uh, open the door and let the zinc into the cell where the zinc fights off the virus and it inhibits the growth and has antiviral properties. Okay, so that's, you know, that's fascinating. That's great success, but it, but it was anecdotal. This was not a peer-reviewed study. This is just one doctor treating thousands of people or 1,450 people. This is another study. This is this was a retrospective observational study, not peer-reviewed yet, but it provided the first in vivo evidence that zinc sulfate in combination with hydroxychloroquine may play a role in therapeutic management for COVID-19. So they found that the addition of zinc sulfate to hydroxychloroquine and azithromycin was associated with a decrease in mortality among patients who did not require an ICU level of care. That's what um, Vladimir also found out was that this treatment works better when you get it to people soon. And if you get it to them when they're either already on a ventilator or they're already in the ICU, it does not have a much effect or as much effect as it does before. So that brings us to Didier Raoult. I'm not sure if I'm saying that exactly right, but hey. Uh, so he's a French physician and a microbiologist specializing in infectious diseases. And as of 2008, he was classified among the 10 leading French researchers by the journal Nature. And in 2014, according to ISI Web of Knowledge, he is the most cited microbiologist in Europe and the seventh most cited microbiologist worldwide very powerful credentials. He did a peer-reviewed study of 36 people. 20 people were treated, 16 were in the control group, not treated. And he did treated them for six days. So at the, at the end of six days, 100% of the patients treated with hydroxychloroquine and azithromycin were virologically cured. And in the group that was just treated with hydroxychloroquine, only 57% were virologically cured. And in the control group that were not treated with, with any of these drugs, only 12.5% of them were cured. So very powerful uh, results. He did not use zinc in this study. He just did hydroxychloroquine and azithromycin. So that's a, that's a, that's a great, powerful study in favor of hydroxychloroquine. However, it's small. So he did a larger study. This time he did with 1,061 patients and had another great result. A good clinical outcome, which means the patients were cured within 10 days, happened 91.7% of the time. So it was 973 of the patients were cured within 10 days. So his conclusion was that hydroxychloroquine and azithromycin, when started immediately after diagnosis, is a safe and efficient treatment for COVID-19 with a mortality rate of 0.5% in elderly patients. So not everybody was cured uh, out of the 46, out of the 1,061, 10 were transferred to intensive care units. Five patients died. And they were the patients who died were 74 to 95 years old. And 31 required more than 10 days of hospitalization. So the patients that died, there was also an association with 
um, significantly older age and initial higher severity of the disease. So those are very powerful um, things that basically coincide with what Vladimir Zelenko said, which is start early. It's very effective, used in combination, hydroxychloroquine, azithromycin, and you know Vladimir uses zinc. Didier Raoul did not. However, they both had great results, much lower death rates than the rest of the country. Very quick results. Within five to 10 days, people are virologically cured. Okay, these are just facts. So here's another study. And I'm not going to get, there's tons of studies. I'm not going to get into too many of them, but I just want to get a few in. So bear with me, please. So this study looked at the records of 932 COVID-19 patients. So some of them were given hydroxychloroquine and azithromycin, and some were given zinc as well. And they said that the ones given zinc were one and a half times more likely to recover enough to be discharged and 44% less likely to die. So like Vladimir, this team believes that hydroxychloroquine helps the zinc, which has antiviral properties, get into infected cells. It interferes with the virus's ability to enter the cells. And it also seems to block them from replicating once the virus is inside the cell. So this, and again, they said this association, these benefits were not significant in patients who were treated after they were already in the ICU. So once again, you must start early and use all three, hopefully at least two, and you get good results. At first, Donald Trump's calling it a game changer. Of course, the, uh, the fake news media was saying, oh, it's careless, it's bad, it's terrible. And um, pretty soon, they found a study that backed them up. This was a retroactive study from the VA, and they had looked at 368 patients. It was an observational uh, re retroactive study. And what they found in this study was that they found no evidence that the use of hydroxychloroquine, either with or without azithromycin, reduced the risk of ventilation. And they actually said they found an increased mortality. So if you treat people with these, they said more, you're more likely to die. Basically the opposite. In this study, they found the opposite results of these earlier studies. How does that happen? It doesn't make any scientific sense. So what you got to do is you got to look deeper into the studies. How, what were the methods? So that's what Didier Raoul did. And he found quite a few challenges and issues with this study. First off, he pointed out that twice as many patients in the group that was treated with hydroxychloroquine uh, had lymphopenia, which is low white blood cells, so they were immune compromised. So that right off the bat, you know, tilted the scales towards against hydroxychloroquine. Um, many of the patients were not treated till after they were on a ventilator, when we've already, you know, clearly stated that this treatment does not work late if you're in the ICU or if you're on a ventilator. It does not work very well. You got to get it to people early. And then in the control group in this study, 30% of the people who were supposedly not treated with anything, so you could compare what it's like to get treated to the untreated, 30% of the untreated actually were treated with azithromycin. And here's what the Secretary of Veteran Affairs, Robert Wilkie, had to say about this study. That's an observational study. It's not a clinical study. It was done on a small number of veterans. Um, sadly, those of whom were in the last stages of life um, and the drug was given to them. And I have to, I have to also say that the drug, we know the drug has been working on middle age and younger veterans. And the governor of New York was just in the Oval Office yesterday asking for more of the working drug to be delivered what? to the city of New York. Uh, 
working in in stopping the progression of the disease. So there you go. Um, I say that's a wash. I think that study is not a good study. A lot of mistakes, invalid. Fake news. So unfortunately with the VA study, once that came out, it was all the rage and all the fake news. And the NIH, they halted their clinical trials of hydroxychloroquine. And so did the World Health Organization because all of a sudden it was all in the news that hydroxychloroquine will kill you. Of course, it was debunked, but the damage was done as often happens with fake news because it just becomes a cycle and people pick it up and they don't hear the follow-up that it's, it's a debunked small study that was not even well run. But they couldn't stop the train and people kept getting healed. So there was another study. This was a randomized, double-blind, placebo-controlled study. And they concluded that after high-risk or moderate-risk exposure to COVID-19, hydroxychloroquine did not prevent illness of COVID-19. doesn't work at all. That was their conclusion. And then when you look into the study, of course, they did not use zinc and they did not use azithromycin. And then when you look further into the study, quote, we acknowledge that this trial has limitations. Because of the lack of availability of diagnostic testing in the United States, the vast majority of the participants, including healthcare workers, were unable to access testing. So therefore, they're doing this clinical study, and the people who are saying are, have COVID were not even tested, if, so you don't know if they have COVID or not for sure. So the fact that, plus the fact that they didn't use any zinc or azithromycin, to me, it means that this, this study is not telling us anything. But then a huge study came out, and this was from The Lancet, which is one of the world's oldest, most prestigious, and best-known general medical journals. So they published a study that comprised data from 671 hospitals on six continents, and it had almost 15,000 people in the study and 80,000 in the control group. So this was going to be the conclusive study on is hydroxychloroquine effective or not. So what they determined was that we were unable to confirm a benefit of hydroxychloroquine or chloroquine when used alone or with a macrolide, a macrolide like azithromycin. And they even found that it was associated with decreased survival. So just like the VA study, they said you're actually more likely to die if you're treated with this medicine. And they said you're more likely to be, make it to a ventilator. No one wants to get on a ventilator because when you get on a ventilator, your chances of living are very low. So this, had, uh, this became a huge story. And for two weeks, they ran it all over all the news. Once again, the WHO paused their study. So did the UN, France, Italy, and Belgium. Um, they stopped use of hydroxychloroquine all over the board. Germany paused their uh, studies for COVID-19. All, all this was based on this Lancet study. And it was a big, big story. Big, big story for about two weeks. Um, Trump looked dumb. Uh, people were scared. It was just a big story that hydroxychloroquine definitely doesn't work. However, once again, this study was not peer-reviewed. Even though it was in a journal, a very prestigious, powerful journal, this was not a peer-reviewed study. And once they started to try to peer-review it, they could not back up the data. The medical journal Lancet, they said they were unable to confirm that the data was accurate. So when they tried to peer-review it, they were unable to confirm that the data set was accurate, which led The Guardian to release this article, which said, The Lancet has made one of the biggest retractions in modern history. The damage was done. The damage was done. It had been out for two weeks. Studies all over the world were halted. Once you hit a news cycle and somebody like The Lancet says it doesn't work and it has increased mortality, that's devastating news. 
but the study was retracted. And the people who were in the study, a lot of them were fired. They're embarrassed. They are probably, their careers are probably over because it was a scam, in my opinion. It was wrong. The data was not backed up. Why, why would you not be able to back up your data? That's a really good question. So that's what, that's the, that's what keeps happening over and over. The studies that say hydroxychloroquine works, they use hydroxychloroquine and azithromycin at the very least, and many of them use zinc, and they get it to the patients early. That works again and again and again. The studies that say it doesn't work, they don't use azithromycin, they don't use zinc, and if they use azithromycin, then they treat people way late in the, in the stage of disease. So if I'm wrong, if you can find a study that uses zinc, azithromycin, and hydroxychloroquine early and has negative results, please send it to me because I'm looking. I couldn't find any. Every time they say it doesn't work, they don't, they're not really trying to make it work, in my opinion. So recently, the FDA also revoked the emergency status use of hydroxychloroquine. And they said, in light of ongoing serious cardiac adverse events and other potential serious side effects, the known and potential benefits of chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine no longer outweigh the known and potential risks for authorized use, according to an FDA press release issued on Monday. So that sounds, it's another headline. It's another scary looking headline. But here's what Alex Azar, the United States Secretary of Health and Human Services, had to say so he could clarify what it really is. The emergency use authorization takes away what had been a significant misunderstanding by many that had made people think that somehow it could only be used in a hospital setting. And we've tried to make that clear throughout. It's a drug. It's approved in the United States, has been for decades. If a doctor wishes to prescribe it working with a the patient, they may prescribe it for any purpose that they wish to do so. And this actually removes a potential barrier to that. So there you go. It was another fancy headline, but the truth is it doesn't change anything. People can still get prescribed it. Any doctor can prescribe it for what he wants because it has off-label use. So that's the gist of it. It works. In my opinion, it's conclusive. And if you go on YouTube and you search for doctors who have used it, if, you're, if you talk to doctors on the front line, if you talk to anybody who's been, who's been prescribed it for COVID-19, success after success after success. So to end this episode, I'm going to give you a series of actual doctors on the front line talking about their experience with hydroxychloroquine. My experience, it works, not only works to treat mild disease when mixed with um, uh, a Z-Pak or zithromycin and zinc, but also can be effective in preventing disease. So if you have an older person that's been exposed but hasn't caught the virus, um, I've seen studies and I have experience in treating that person to prevent them from converting and prevent them from getting ill. I can just share anecdotally the half a dozen patients that I have and the reports from the colleagues that I've been working with that we too are seeing improvements that are pretty similar to the other studies. And that is, if you treat them early, they tend to get better faster. Any complications using the drugs that you're aware of? I have not seen any at this point in our studies or in the other studies that are out there. We see improvement with just hydroxychloroquine, but it also seems to be synergized when you use azithromycin. What we're seeing is that fevers go down uh, a little bit faster, cough is definitely reduced faster, and most importantly, people are not proceeding on to ventilator care as often. What we're finding clinically with our patients is that it really only works in conjunction with zinc. 
So the hydroxychloroquine opens a zinc channel, zinc goes into the cell, it then blocks the replication of the, of the cellular machinery. So it has to be used in conjunction with zinc. We are seeing some clinical responses in that regard. Every patient I prescribed it to has been very, very ill, and within eight to 12 hours, they were basically symptom-free. And so wow. clinically, I am seeing a resolution that mirrors what we saw in the French study and some of the other studies worldwide. The treatment is oral, it's by mouth, it costs $20. It could be scaled nationally, it's readily available. These drugs are, are safe, and I would even say safer than Motrin. Um, I know all the negative press about the side effects. You talk to anyone in any intelligent way. You're talking about hydroxychloroquine, right? Yeah, in combination with azithromycin. There are now studies coming out saying that hydroxychloroquine doesn't work and uh, that it kills people. However, if you look very carefully at these studies, um, they're all done on very sick patients in the hospital on ventilators. And those patients have a 50% or more of uh, a chance of dying. So you better believe these drugs don't work then. Yeah. I agree. Works in the early testing, not in the... That's right. I started having high fever, severe headaches, severe body aches, Coughing. <coughs> when her coughing got worse and the fever wouldn't go away, Dr. Solomon was admitted to Torrance Memorial Hospital. She allowed nurses to record this video to help other medical staff distinguish and identify the deep, intense, chronic COVID-19 cough. <coughs> You're in complete isolation. You hear the room beside you, they got intubated, or the room beside you coded and someone in isolation passed away by himself. So it was quite like, you know, there was a lot of fear. Fortunately, Dr. Solomon didn't have to be put on a ventilator. She responded to her treatment, which included azithromycin, zinc supplements, and hydroxychloroquine, an anti-malarial drug some doctors have prescribed for COVID-19 patients. A third of patients said this place in Galveston County got the coronavirus. So Dr. Robin Armstrong used hydroxychloroquine pills to treat 39 of them. Most of the patients have done well. You said most of the patients have done well. Somebody listening to this might say, well, hey, he qualified it with most. Have there been some who have not done well with it? Well, I would say, I would say all the patients have done well. Like, did you feel like it was a dire situation? Like, I'm not going to make it? How, was, how sick were you? I felt like I was going to die. I've never, you know, I pride myself on, hey, I'm from Detroit. My blood type is old English D. You know, I'm ride or die Detroit. Nothing scares me. I'm not scared anywhere. I have never had anything in my life shake me to my core like that. And I have never been so afraid in my life. And I honestly thought that I wasn't going to make it. Were you weak? You could, could you not function? I couldn't hardly breathe. I couldn't hardly breathe. And I was trying not to panic. I was trying not to, to make the situation worse, but I felt like I really didn't have a whole lot of time. I felt like I really only had hours. It's, give me the breakdown of the time frame. So the point of when you receive the prescription to the point of when you start feeling better and all that. Less than two hours. I'm happy to be alive. I thank God. And, you know, I do. I, I do. I thank President Trump for what he what he's done. And how does he I factor into this for people who don't know. For how he factors into it is that, you know, on a on a local level, if you have government officials um, that are blocking something that you're trying to 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 get and to receive, if it's being blocked, a federal level can override that.
And if he had not been pushing it on a federal level, I would not have had access to it and I wouldn't be alive today. All right. That's the show. Thanks for tuning in. Those are the facts as I could find them. And I do believe that hydroxychloroquine is a great drug. I'm obviously not a doctor. I'm just a person with an inquisitive mind and critical thinking skills. So if you can find a study that is contrary and well run and is given to patients early in their disease, then please let me know because all the ones I found, they're not valid. So if you'd like to support this channel and this show and you'd like to see more shows like this, then you can um, follow me on Patreon. And I have a podcast, Mainstreaming the Facts, available on all podcast outlets, Instagram. Everything's under Mainstreaming the Facts name. Facebook, Instagram, BitChute. So thanks for tuning in, and I'll be back soon.